You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Ronson, joined by Ashley Priest as ever. Ash, how are you this fine Friday afternoon? Yeah, back in after a couple of days off. Um, Dean Smith's press conference this morning. Um, mm-hmm. Bit of a blow, everyone knows. Ollie Watkins still missing. Still yeah. playing on the knee there, so that's a big blow, that is, considering how high Villa were last week, so... I thought he'd choked that off, but still causing an issue. And obviously, Burton Troy out for three weeks now after picking up the hamstring injury at Liverpool uh, on Sunday. So, yeah, team loses in. Um, yeah, bit of, a bit of a blow, bit of a concern amongst the supporters. But Newcastle there on Saturday, uh, full house. And come on, man, let, let, let's go. Let's go and take the game to them. Yeah, we'll talk about those injuries in a bit of detail as we go throughout this episode. We've also got a little 10-minute chat with our Newcastle correspondent, Andrew Musgrove, which I'll bolt on to the end of this podcast as well. And you spoke to him yesterday, I think it was, and spoke about the game more in depth from the Newcastle end as well. So we'll have this as a little match preview. Um, but obviously, the fresh news today is that, that Ollie Watkins injury is the main one that we all thought, well, it's only a bit of bruising. Or how bad can it be? Maybe I'll miss one game and be back. Mm-hmm. But... I can't heard it all before, haven't we? With with Smith saying it's not a long term injury, and everyone's going, "Well, <laughs> Jack Grealish has had the same thing; and was out for three months." So, the conspiracy theorists are out saying, "Well, this is Ollie Watkins out till Christmas." Then, the realists are probably thinking, "Maybe Brentford," because that's what Smith said. So, you have to trust that maybe he'll be back for that. I guess. Yeah, he did say, "If if not Brentford, then after the international break." So <laughs> that's another couple of weeks then. Yeah, so we'll see with that one. But uh, yeah, Bruce Nee, so. The bruising second time to, to heal. Um, and yeah, a big, big bloke given the way Villa performed at Watford without him. Hmm. They need that pressing, that pace up front. He's got to be Danny Ings again to lead the line. It's a good job he's signings in the end of Moors would have a big Wesley up there and that, that's it. So, um, so yeah, uh, big day for Danny Ings tomorrow on Saturday. He's, he's the, uh, Villa Park debut, Villa Colours. Hmm. Hopefully he can get off the mark again. And uh, I expect him to be in good support. Burnedeer up there with him. I'd like to see Bailey play, although Dean Smith has hinted that Bailey is unlikely to start in his broadcast section there. So, reminds me seeing what he does with Leon Bailey. I'd throw him straight in. Me too. Ahead of, ahead of Algarzi. Algarzi didn't show enough last week for me. And yeah, there's still a, a, a decent side there that can go and beat Newcastle. For all the doom and gloom, they've got a decent set up there. Um, and hopefully they can they can get the three points tomorrow, Dan. What was Smith like in his presser? I think I ask you this question every week, really. What is, what's his demeanour like? What mood was he in? How will he have handled you know, the, the defeat on the opening day? What kind of mood did you get from Smith when you spoke to him this morning? He was quite uh, defensive to me. He was quite snappy, quite short-answered with me. Um, he was, but yeah, he didn't go into much detail about any, any questions. I think he had a, a, I mean, I think he had a, a longer broadcast section. It can be quite tiresome asking loads of questions. So I think by, by the time he come to us, Newspaper lads, he's a bit, 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 bit bored of it then, kind of thing. He wanted to get out there and get been trained. So, didn't get much from Smith then. Um, but his demeanour this week, I think he put the arm around the lad and say, "Listen, we got caught cold there. That can't happen again." I think he mentioned Matt Target took his withdrawal last week quite well. 
He actually said uh, Target picked up a, an injury at the Chelsea game back in May. He mm-hmm. was in a protective boot for six weeks and uh, he missed the start of pre-season, which obviously... Target's worth the pace against Pretty obvious, really, wasn't it? That he, but you know, we, I think me and James said in our post-match episode that yeah. you don't become a bad player overnight. There's got to be some fitness concerns exactly. there, and he clearly wasn't match fit and ready to go for the first game. And a bit like everybody, really, with a, a disjointed preseason, that's expected. Yeah. It's just whether you know, literally one week later, is that enough for the players to be fitter than they were last week, or is it still going to be another couple of weeks before we see the proper Villa? Yeah, exactly that. So, yeah, it'd be interesting what he does tomorrow against Newcastle. We'll target go back in. So, he played against Liverpool on the Sunday. Got 45 minutes there as well. So, or will he drop Ashley Young back in there? He coped with Sar quite well. And I think Steve Bruce will probably say to St. Maximum, go and play on their left back, whoever it will be. So, it'd be interesting dimension that one to look out for tomorrow. Uh, elsewhere, um, Dave Smith asked about his midfield. Uh, he says he's well stuck in that department's presence. I said I did a comment piece earlier this week. I said quite similar. The seven central midfielders there to choose from, and at the moment it's 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 well stocked. I know people want some more in there, but I think one needs to leave, and that that probably be kind of Horahan. And when he goes, I think Villa will bring one in. And maybe they're working on that at the moment. Everyone everyone's seen Ward Price's new contract yesterday, so that's out out the equation. Um, so. One, one, we need to go out before Villa sign another midfielder. I know Villa fans are craving a, another midfielder to come in, but I think Smith, I think he said it today just as well. He's happy to go with what he's got this season, knowing he's got Douglas Louise, Sanson to come back in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, that midfield is a bit of a bit of a big talking point at the moment, isn't it, Dan? For me, I, I, against Newcastle on Saturday, I'll probably I'll go back to three, put a three in there. I'll probably bring Jacob Ramsey in, you know. Just, I, I thought he did well against Watford. I'll bring a three in there, make it quite tight. McGee and Nikamba. Mm-hmm. And Ramsey, I don't think Douglas Weasel or Santon can start yet. Um, I was just about to ask about those two. Did, did Smith mention their fitness and, and availability? Yeah, I asked him, asked him about them to, them pair. Um, he said Santon's back training now, which probably hinted at not 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 starting, but probably back in the squad. And then Douglas Weasel, yeah, he basically said the same thing. He's only had two to three days training. He's managing his 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 fitness at the moment. He's had a big workload over the summer, as we all know. So I can't see him starting either. So I think it might be Jacob who's, who's fit and ready to go. McGinn and the Kamba. Obviously, McGinn hopefully gets that license to go forward and yeah. probably Jacob to drop in just, just in case. So I banged on about McGinn playing further foot further forward. I want to see that. I've seen it last week in the second half. He took his goal so well. So so yeah, midfield's a bit of a bit of a jigsaw at the moment, isn't it? Um been massive talking points ahead of kickoff tomorrow. So we'll see what we do in that respect. But I prefer to see uh, Buendia out wide. Uh, mm. With more space and time on the ball, and he can drift in and out. So uh, hopefully he can play on the right side or the left side. And I'd like to see a start for Leon Bailey uh, for me. So yeah, and Danny Ings will probably spearhead the attack. Talk to me a bit about Troy's injury and explain how that happened. What with this preseason? Well, I thought it was preseason friendly, but it's postseason because it was after the first game of the season against Liverpool. He scored and gets injured. How does that happen? How long is he out for? And how much of a blow it is for Villa? Because as much as he's not the starting winger at the moment, because on paper it's ba- Bailey and Buendia, yeah. as of today, those two aren't fit and up to speed to start games. And Troy would have been so Troy fit would have started for me. Yeah, I mean, he, he won that penalty last week as well. So much trickery. Um, lively when he came on, changed the Very game. lively. He got tired defensive legs. You don't Bertrand Troy running at you with his snake hips and all sorts. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, um, big blow for Villa, that one for me. I thought he did well last season. I think he, he's due to have a really good one this, this time around. And Yeah, picked up a hamstring injury late on. He scored a great goal at Anfield. 
don't know if everyone's seen the clip. It was similar to the, his goal against West Brom away. Mm. Stroked it home. So, yeah, and then hobbled off with a hamstring injury after that. He's out for three weeks now. And, yeah, it's not ideal, is it? Smith wanted minutes in them legs. Obviously, Troy had a groin operation in June. Missed, missed a big spell of pre-season. Needed some match minutes. Obviously, the friendly against Nottingham Forest was cancelled. And then, and then yeah, and then took a, took a, a team up to Anfield and Troy got injured. So, massive blows out until after the international period now. Martin against Chelsea on September the 11th. So, yeah, not ideal again, is it? Another injury there to Troy. So, Villa got a man without at the moment. And it'd be Buendia, Bailey. Perhaps Philly do, but I could see some match action tomorrow. We'll yeah. see. Talk to me through your, your lineup. Then you've kind of alluded to most positions there as you've been talking for the last 10 minutes or so. Run me through what formation you play and who'd be starting for you against Newcastle tomorrow. Yeah, um, I think Newcastle probably line up with the 5 3 2, as they did last week. They tend to get five at the back of two wing backs, Matt Ritchie and um, Murphy as well. So, but I'll, then I'll go back to saying back five. I'll go Martinez. I'll go Cash. I'll go Kanta. I'll go Mings. Then it's a toss-up with targeting Ashley Young, isn't it? Hmm. What do you do there, Dan? I'd, throw, I'd probably throw Ashley Young in. I don't know. It's a tough one. I think target will be determined to prove last week with a blip. So either one of them, I'd be happy to see start. Not only through first, as long as they put in the performance. Midfield for me, I'd go Nakamba again. I felt sorry for him last week. He tried to do it all. He was, he was trying to be a number 10 at times as well. It's not his game. He was slipping in innings. And I felt yeah. sorry for him because... Didn't have much protection there. So I played Nakamba. I played McGinn. I played Jacob Ramsey. I'll, I'll give him a start in front of a home crowd. See what he can, he can do. He's impressed me over pre-season, Jacob Ramsey. I know he's a bit of a marmite uh, amongst supporters, but I think he's he, he, he's got he has impressed me over pre-season. So I'll start him in the midfield three. And three up front, so I'll go Buendia, Bailey and Ings. Probably Buendia on the left side, Bailey on the right side. Both of them can cut in. On the stronger, stronger feet, and uh, Dan, Danny Ings to lead the line. Hopefully, makes it two and two, uh, and get another goal. So that'd be my eleven. I'd go with options. You could, you could probably chuck Philogene Bedosian if, you, if you'd like to. Mm. I, I personally, I take El Ghazi out. I didn't think he did, did enough last week. Yeah, the midfield's a bit light, light at the moment, isn't it? I don't think we've got much options at present yeah. to choose from in, in terms of fitness-wise. So, it's, as you were, Chuck Moika, seventeen-year-old. I wouldn't throw throw him in just yet. And I don't think I don't think Connor he missed from the squad last week. I don't think he comes in either. So that'd be my that'd be my eleven, Dan. I don't know what others would be. I just want to drop them in the comments before kick off. It's difficult, isn't it, with that midfield? Because like you said, you're not going to throw Chuck Waker in if you're going to throw one of the youngsters in. It, it is Ramsey because he's the more senior out of the two. Douglas Louise isn't fit and available to play, and he'd probably be the, one of the first names in the midfield. Sanson is a mystery at this point. We don't know he's what, what he can quite offer um, and where his fitness is and what what his potential is. So the only ones you've got left is, is Nakamba, McGinn and Ramsey, really, if you want to play a three. And you probably look at the recruitment and say, well, yeah, Dean Smith might be happy with what we've got, but that does make it look like we are quite light if you're starting Jacob Ramsey and Nakamba in the Premier League. Well, can McGinn play in a two? I'm not so sure. We, Villa played in a two so. last week. I know Burundi plays a ten, but um, it was a two in there, wasn't it? McGinn and Nakamba. A pair of them struggled. And then when, we, when uh, Smith brought Ramsey in at half-time, it improved massively McGinn getting yeah. his goal the way he did edge of the box bang that's where you want him so um, with Ramsey coming into the midfield tomorrow it just gets his shackles off McGinn doesn't it really he can go out and express himself a bit more he can license the Roman and hurt Newcastle that's what we want to do we want to, want to pose questions to them not, not the other way around and be yeah. resolute and stopping gaps we want to go and go and press them so that's what I'll go with 
And um, big day for Ramsey if he starts. 19-year-old now. Very much a senior member of this squad. Mm. Breakthrough season last season. Floor's yours, Jacob. Go and, go and prove yourself in front of a home crowd. Go and win them all over. And then you'll start next week. And that's it. So a big, big day for Ramsey should he start because he needs to start proving to himself now and to others that he's a Premier League performer. And a good one. Mentioned the Villa Park crowd. Uh, can't wait to go back for a start. I know you've been lucky enough to go back uh, well, every game reporting on it. But first one back with fans and a full full sellout crowd from from both ends. I can't wait. And you just want to win, don't you, at all costs? I don't. As much as we can look at previews and analysis and who might play where and, and trying to go in depth, just win at any cost. I don't care how it happens tomorrow. Just that first game back, I don't want to be losing. Yeah, exactly that. And yeah, you say I've been lucky to go, but it's, yeah, it's been rubbish. The empty stadiums, just soulless. It's been, been dreadful. Like in the, the tempo of it, it's been really bad. I mean, I was at Watford last week. It was such an occasion. I know yeah. it was massive. I mean, I had goosebumps. And even when like Target slips over or someone slips over, the crowd are on you. It just makes such a difference momentum-wise. And then the crowd are roaring on Sartre to go down the right wing and Villa all at sixes and sevens. And yeah, I think that plays a factor. I think the home crowds this season will play a massive factor with home form. Obviously, that was out the window last 18 mm. months. And... And yeah, well, has it been 553 days now since Spurs? Um, oh, yeah, my, my last game was the Leicester semi-final. So it's yeah. another 30-odd days or something yeah. before that. It's going to be huge. It should be a real party atmosphere. Everyone yeah, back with wait. their mates and family and people they haven't seen in ages. And let's lap it up. You know what I mean? It's going to be a brilliant occasion. And the old end and Villa Park, it's going to put some points on the board this season. I don't care what mm. you say. It's such a crowd. And um, yeah, I can't, I can't wait, mate. It's going to be such a day tomorrow. Right, let's hand over to Newcastle, and then I've, we've mentioned it a few times like this. You caught up with Andrew Musgrove yesterday, and uh, yeah, let's see, see what the Newcastle side think of us. And we're just speaking there off camera about the kind of the interesting um, contrast between the, the two clubs. I mean, in fact, the similarities actually with the performances. First off, uh, we're talking about contrast of managers, but we'll talk about that performances first because, as you said. Villa's first half was was not good, but the second half was a bit better. Newcastle's first half was pretty decent. Second half, they were pretty poor. Um, so both teams had this Jekyll and Hyde performance. And what was really interesting, I found, actually, was I've just looked through back through the quotes on both managers, and we'll talk about the difference and how they reacted to these games. But one thing they both said, nearly word for word, was that they, were, uh, they got done on the counter-attack. So for a neutral, it might be a very good game on Saturday. Definitely, yeah. Ismail Assar from Watford just, just caused us carnage. It was, yeah, it was all over Mac Target. So I'm hoping Saint Maximan and, and Co. just ease off Villa a little bit because at the, mo- at the moment, Andrew, Villa are unfit. They're an unfit side, which was there for all to see in the first four twelve against Watford. Bad players injured. Uh, club record signing, Emmy Buendia. He's been out injured. That's his first 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 minutes last week in two weeks. Um Leon Bailey, another big signing. That was his first first half an hour in a Villa shirt. So it's still they're all still bedding in. And Danny Ings hasn't played with them pair either yet as well. So yeah, it's just bedding in period at the moment. And Villa aren't fit, and I think they got caught cold against Watford in that first forty five minutes. Are you talking about those players you've just mentioned not being fit, or generally the team? Because Dean Smith was quite impressed by all accounts with the preseason and how it went. Yeah, yeah, I think he would say that anyway. Um, but the squad as a whole. The day after Watford, Villa booked in a, a game at Anfield against Liverpool, just get some minutes in the legs. Matt Target played played in that and he played it on Saturday as well. So just frantically rushing around to try and get some minutes into the players at the moment. Um, obviously, we had a... Dean Smith was self-isolating 
throughout pre-season for the first two weeks. And then we obviously had a cancelled games due to COVID, Nottingham Forest, and then the Sevilla was cancelled as well. So it's been a bit disruptive pre-season for Villa. So that's why I'm a bit tentative going into this fixture uh, on Saturday, given what, what we've seen at Watford. I think Newcastle, if they come out quickly, get an early goal, I think it, it could turn. So, um, yeah, hopefully. I mean, I think home crowds have a massive impact on that this season. They're back in. I think that, that, that played a, a key role in Newcastle's first half. I'm guessing it's in James's. Um, I did well there. So I'm hoping that the Villa Park effect can come into play on Saturday and hopefully a couple of early goals and put Newcastle on the back foot. Newcastle's point of view, a sold out away end will certainly uh, yeah. hopefully boost their confidence. We mentioned there Dean Smith talking about getting done on the counter attack. I'm just wondering, you mentioned there that you know they've, they've played Liverpool in a kind of a, a friendly that earlier this week. What will he be doing to kind of fix that issue? Because it doesn't, it's no secret. You look at Newcastle and their strength is on the counter attack. You give the ball balance at maximum 12 me one, and they'll just run, try and catch the defence out. So what will Dean Smith be looking because it's not only a case you've got to fix that, you're playing against a side who's actually quite good on the yeah. counter. It's going to be a game of poker or chess. I can really see that because I think Nick Dean's going to want to, want to be defensively solid for the first half because they weren't that on Saturday. So he could revert to a three-man midfield. He obviously played two in there at Watford. He's looking to go two, two up top now with Ings and Watkins. So he's changing the whole dynamic, dynamic now without Jack Grealish. That's a bit of a concern there. But yeah, could be quite a cagey. First opening 20 minutes, like a, kind of a boxing match, sussing each other out. But yeah, Newcastle are the masters at that. I know they soak up the pressure and bang, St. Maximum, Almiron, Callum Wilson. There you go. So the Villa have got to be wary of that threat. Likewise, with Newcastle, Villa threats. I mean, Watkins up front, that's a massive issue to start on Saturday. That's a massive, massive thing, massive news for Villa that is coming back in. They missed him dearly against Watford and yeah, the, the new boys did look okay. Uh, Leon Bailey, especially, he, he he looks just he will start on Saturday. I think he looks a real player, thirty million pound player there, and um and yeah, hopefully hopefully it can work. But yeah, I think it'll be quite evenly matched to begin with. Both sides just each other out, and then it's whoever scores first. Because Newcastle in the second half against West Ham, their defence looked slow. They were out mm. of position. They just lacked pace. They couldn't handle the likes of Antonio. So when you yeah. do consider. Watkins been back. He's got a bit of pace about him. Bailey, you know, there's a lot of fast attacking players that Villa have got, and I, I'm guessing um, from a Villa point of view, they'll will be looking at how West Ham managed to turn the tables on Newcastle totally. by catching the likes of Fernandez out of position. Matt Ritchie, they'll be looking to do exactly the same on Saturday. Yeah, totally that. Yeah, I think they'll be studying them clips right now. Yeah, Villa have got have got good attacking options there now with Boyan there. They spent £95 million, Andrew. Not many clubs have done that this, this summer. I know they had to with the Grealish sale and they're still adapting without Grealish. So it all depends on how quickly they gel. Hopefully it starts on Saturday. Hopefully it all clicks then. Full, full out at Villa Park for the first time in you know, 18 months. So we'll see. Um, we'll see. I see Paul's comment there just saying that Villa, Villa will destroy us. But I'm not too confident that given I would have been last season if Villa had a full, a full strength side then. But Coming into this one, off the back of the Watford first half, off the back of knowing players are still unfit, he's still a bit of concern there on Villa's behalf. You know, lots of comparisons between Watkins and, and, and Callum Wilson. You know, obviously, when you cast without Callum Wilson, they're, they're a much worse side. And Wilson scored on, on Sunday yeah. against West Ham and there'll be hope from Newcastle's camp. He'll continue to to do that. And he'll look at the way Villa performed that first half and probably licking his lips at the, you know, the thought of going against maybe Mings, who doesn't look at the level we expect them to be at. Um, 
defensively, what was the issue? You've mentioned there that you that they're a bit unfit still. They're not. I haven't got that full prep. But is, is there anything else playing in, in, into it? You think? It's the midfield, Andrew. The midfield. Um, that's the sticking point amongst supporters at the moment. We've got a big issue there at the moment. Fans are desperate to get to see a, a big bruising number six coming and enforcer. We haven't got that at the moment. Uh, on Saturday, he played John McGinn. Play, he, play, he plays him deep, and he played marvellous in the camera next to him. So, and obviously, Bowen Day was just just ahead of them. But yeah, midfield's a bit big talking points amongst Villa at the moment. It's um, square pegs round holes, I should say, with, with that at the moment. It's not gelling. So I'm interested in how Newcastle line up. We, we shall in there with, with two more, with three man midfield for Newcastle. And Watford, they got real success out of three man in midfield. Logs of Kukat, Cleverly, and Etobo. They just jumped on Villa, pressed them, harried them. That's where they won the ball in midfield. Give it Sar and Dennis up front, and they were tuning up. So if, if Newcastle can get a, a strong goal in Villa's midfield, early doors. That's where success is going to lie because Villa defensively, they were solid last season. They've got no questions about defensively. Tyrone Mings, Ezra Kanta, Matt Target did struggle. We've got Ashley Young to come in if, if, if Smith wants a, a calm head against Maximum down that left side and Matty Cash at right back and Martinez is one of the best in the league. But in terms of Villa, defensively, it's that, that midfield that the uh, the engine room in there. They, get, they got outran on Saturday. So if Newcastle look at them clips and see what Watford did, they could have some success there. Joe Willick likely to make his debut for Newcastle. Probably Isaac Hayden to drop out, but then that does leave Newcastle a bit exposed because he's the the defensive man who really Shelby will probably play the deepest, but he's not a man who really sticks his foot in. So it'll be interesting to see who indeed he does drop. Uh, personally, I would I would take Shelby out the side and, and keep yeah. Hayden in to get that bit of defensive bite, but. Steve Bruce is a big fan of Shelby, who's made captain in Lascelles' absence, and yeah. it doesn't look like I, I, I can't see him dropping him. Then there's the defensive issues in the class, like I say, setting off were all over the shop, and Lascelles was on the bench, Cher was on the bench, so there might be some changes there. Yeah. Matt Ritchie, you know, out of position really for the for the second half and didn't look um, up to the standards we expect them. So maybe Jamal Lewis might come in. There's a, there's a few things, but it's a question of whether, and I suppose this applies to, to Dean Smith as well. Whether you you go in, you know, really hard, you rattle the dressing room, you see, you, you know, you were, you, you were poor, you know, second half, first half for Dean Smith's instance, and you make the changes, or whether you stick with, you know, the team you had and just try and up their levels because at the end of the day, they are your, your first pick. Yeah, it'd be interesting in terms of that, Andrew. Whether you start to Matt Target, he was the player's player of the season last season with Villa and he really struggled against Sarah on, on Saturday. So whether he sticks with Matt Target and size to him, go on then prove 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 it, prove it was just a hiccup, or whether he brings in Ashley Young, thirty-six year old. He, he dealt with Sarah last week when he when, when he slightly back in there, and I think I think Bruce is going to say some maximum go 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 Villa's left side, go at Target if he starts because he's under the cosh at the moment. And yeah, that'll be a really interesting battle down that side and. But yeah, I think I think he make a couple of changes. I think he needs to. I think Al Ghazi, he didn't do anything last week. So I think Leon Bailey will start. New side. I've spoke about it, really excitement about him. And I think Watkins comes back in as well. I think he'll, he'll maybe drop um um Nicamber or some someone like that. And then push Watkins up there. And I think he will we'll stick with Danny Ings from the off. So yeah, I think Villa will make changes as well. I'm expecting Newcastle to make changes as well. And um yeah, I think we'll see what happens but that first first 20 minutes should set the tone Dean Smith seemed pretty angry definitely the first half I mean I've got some of the words here um, 
you know, lacked intensity, unrecognizable, annoyed, disappointed, just wasted 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, Steve Bruce, in turn, actually blamed the penalty, said it was the turning point. You know, he, he went for VAR quite rightly. It was a poor decision. Um, and then at the end, he said, you know, we don't defend well enough, need to tighten up your bear. But I felt it was a bit of contrast between the, the, the two managers and how they reacted. I'm just wondering, can you give our, our viewers and listeners any insight into how Dean Smith would have approached this week? I mean, would he have followed the same kind of line he did after the game? You know, angry, you know, getting right into them for, for performing so bad in the first half, or will it be a bit more friendly behind the scenes, you think? I think he put the arm, arm around him. I think he knows the pre-season they've had. Um, not, not to mention John Terry's left, which you know, Kelly's left, so the two, two assistants down as well. So, like you say, he's played in that disruptive pre-season. I think he put his arm around him this week. He said, last week wasn't good enough. But they got that response, didn't they, Andrew? They, they scored two in the second half. They made a fault of it. They did improve big time in that second half. wasn't hard to do, but that, I think that first 45, they caught cold. New, new crowd in there. They haven't been used to that. That, that played a part. Just that momentum, isn't it? If, if like a, if when that target slipped over or something, the crowd are on him, and I think Villa wilted in that sense. So tables turn for this weekend. Villa Park full, packed to the rafters. Everyone knows what, what the atmosphere can be like there as well. Sinners and Jamesy when that when that's boat when that's bouncing. So I think that will play a big part in that first first opening half an hour. So I think he put his arm around him this week. You say we can't dip to that level again, and um, we've got to be on it from the. On it from the word go, I think um, Newcastle will be banged up for it as well. I think Newcastle got something to build off from that first half against West Ham. They look bright. They got Wilson's in the goals already. So I think Bruce will play similar. I think it's a, it's a result there for us to have today for Newcastle. So yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how, how, how they both line up. And I think it'll be like a chess match to begin with. And whoever, whoever concedes first, and I think that's the way it'll go. But I think Smith will, will play, play friendly. Friendly with him this week, and we'll try and get him, get him going that way. We've mentioned a few of the the big players in, in the Villa side, but who is the the main man Newcastle have got to keep quiet? Uh, John McGinn. I go McGinn. Uh, he's got a belting goal last week. My personal opinion, he should be playing higher, like he does for Scotland. Real goal scoring midfielder, but at the moment, Smith and last season, Smith played in quite deep. So, but yeah, John McGinn started started the season well. Funny line for, for Newcastle fans is. He said, he, he said in the interview recently, he said he's ditched all the club sandwiches and the pints over the summer. He's, he's on yogurts and apples now. He's, fit, he's the fittest he's ever been. So I'll go John McGinn. I think he could be uh, a player signed by Villa, from, uh, signed by Bruce Villa. So hopefully he can he can come good. Where's the main weakness? If you were telling Steve Bruce, this is where you can hit Villa, what would you be telling them? Yes, at midfield. At the midfield, if you get on top of Villa in midfield, um, you're going to have success. Um, Villa haven't sussed that out, out at the moment. It's square peg round holes, like I've said, and just just that's the that's the main issue. You can really hurt Villa there in midfield. Ironically, that was probably Newcastle's as well, because if you overrun them in midfield, it's a it's then you know the defense is left unprotected, despite exactly that. technically being five at the back. Um, who are you most looking forward to seeing from a Newcastle point of view? Who do you fear the most? It's obvious what he's saying, maximize. Play plays lucky plays on the streets and really like him. Got personality. Loved his loved his assist last week. One way, the other way, the other way, the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Makes you smile, doesn't he? Maximan, the way he plays and he's loved up there, isn't he? It's great when the cameraman doesn't know where to yeah. going. Yeah, I love that. Um, okay. And just finally, then Ashley, what's the score going to be? I've got two two. I've got a four goal thriller. I'm going to go two two. Newcastle more peg Villa back late on. A lot of nerves. I think both. In both camps at the moment, given the start, given the starts they've had, 
So yeah, I'm going to go for a goal, a bit of a goal fest, two-two. Will it might get one? Um, I think on his debut, and I think Watkins and probably probably Bailey might get one for Villa. So so yeah, the two-two. So I think the thing that sums up that whole conversation and what Villa are at the moment is that when Andrew says to you, "Which player should Newcastle look out for?" You say McGee, and he had a great game against Watford last week. What's Villa's problem position midfield? How can the best player be part of the problem for Villa as well? I felt silly when I answered that. He goes, I was like, McGinn, he looks, uh, he's fitter than he's ever been. And what's your problem midfield? I'm like, ah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, yeah, it's funny. So Villa, that is, um, shouldn't he get the best out of McGinn? Because obviously it's clear from his display uh, last week, he looked much fitter, got around the pitch a bit better. Hmm. And then um, in the Euros, I thought he was good as well. So just getting the best out of McGinn because there's a player in there, isn't there? Um, we didn't hmm. see for too long last season. Obviously, he's still adapting to that number six role. Smith fancies him in. And if you get the best out of McGinn, you're onto a good one. So that was my thinking there. Um, he's, obviously, he's come back much fitter than he's ever been. He said he's he's looked at Jack Grealish. I don't want to mention him too much, but he's looked at him and what he can achieve behind the scenes and really nutrition and just really taking it seriously now. Whereas McGinn's a bit of a joker, isn't he? He just loves his football. And he said about ditching the club sandwiches and points and whatnot. In summer's gone by now, he's on yogurts and apples and he's really taking it seriously to be a real elite player in the Premier League because we all know he can be that. So um, you're getting the best out of McGinn, you'll see the best out of Villa for me. He'll feed off that crowd tomorrow. Make no mistake about that. He'll be a massive beneficiary of a, of a crowd behind him. You know what I mean? Charging in. But that, that plays into that midfield again. If he's charging and listening to the crowd and roaring on and, and charging down lost causes... There might be a gap behind him that, that the opposition can exploit. So, yeah, I'd like to do Shackers off, off McGinn a bit more this season, if possible, if you're listening, Dean Smith. But yeah, <laughs> saying, but, um, but yeah, if you get the best out of McGinn, you'll see, you'll see a much better Villa. At the back end of that clip, when Adam Jurassic for your score prediction, you said two all. Has that changed? It's only been 24 hours, but now you've had a bit more positive chat with, with myself heading into the game, the excitement of one more sleep to go. Is it still two all you're going with, or do you want to change that prediction? Yeah, I mean... Steve Bruce scoring, Steve Bruce's side scoring two last week surprised me and he scored two again at Villa Park. <laughs> and he scored at Villa Park in a, a long old while either. So, yeah, I was expecting a bit of a, a bit of a mad game tomorrow with, yeah, um, with the crowd back in. I don't know why it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect things for me. I think it'd be, uh, yeah, I'm expecting a goal fest for some reason. I think Saint Maximum, Callum Wilson, they've got threats there. Mm. But, his, but his defence will be a bit shaky after Watford. They'll have to book their ideas up in, in that way and Villa have goals in, in, in their locker as well. So, yeah, I'll go with the 2-2, two, two, you know, maybe be a bit negative, but I'm hoping Villa just get over the line, you know, all this negativity, doom and gloom of late. Obviously, the, the, the big sale and then Watkins injured and the way it went last week It's and the transfer activity, it's um, all doom and gloom. There's no reason to be. We nearly spent 100000000 million. We've got some great players yeah. on board now. Win tomorrow, even if it's by a off Kieran Clark's back backside. Well, I'd, love that. I'd love that of 1-0. <laughs> let's, let's, let's do it. Um, so, yeah, it should be a massive occasion tomorrow, but I'd like to see a, mass, I'd like to see a Villa win by hooker by crook, but mm-hmm. I expect also I'll probably stick with a 2-2. Same maximum is a big danger. And it'd be yeah. interesting to see who plays left back. Just for balance, I'm going to say 2-1 to Villa. Just so we've got, we've got a draw and we've got a win on the podcast. Definitely not going to be predicting a loss by any means. So I expect a couple of nerves. Don't think there'll be a clean sheet. I don't think, I don't think off the top of my head, I don't think there was many clean sheets on the first weekend of last season. I think I think fans being back changes that somewhat. I think Spurs beat Man City 1-0, didn't they? Liverpool beat Norwich, Leicester beat Wolves 1-0. So there's a couple of clean sheets last week. I'm not talking absolute nonsense there. So yeah, I think Newcastle score, but Villa to win 2-1. 
and everyone go home happy and then back again there the following week another Saturday three o'clock for Brentford and if you if you beat them six points from the first nine looks decent doesn't it yeah hopefully we get some wins on the board now much needed and just yeah hopefully we forget forget about what, what happened at Watford quick time and we can all move on and look ahead to Brentford international break then that'd be massive for Villa mm. head of Chelsea get, get the players back in I know Douglas Lees isn't in the Brazil squad which is a bonus mm. um, so yeah um, looking forward to that and Three points Saturday down, rocking Villa Park. I've missed it. I'd be glad to see everyone. Just a couple of minutes before kickoff, it's going to be uh, electric. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, up the villa. Yeah.